Well, hello, Rundown Nation. I'm back. This is the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And welcome to another week. I missed last week, Walt. I'm back. I'm ready. I'm in for some action. I feel out of the game with only one week behind me here. Yeah, Woj, you're gone for one week. I'm glad you can make it to the Wall and Story Rundown this week, though, Woj. We're, we're excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good week last week. I listened to the episode on the, on the drive back home. Uh, well done. Uh, it, I feel out of it, though. I, I did get to listen to a lot, of, a lot of college football on the way home. Unfortunately, part of that was the Iowa-Ohio State game, which didn't start well and didn't end well either, Wall. No, it, it, you described it well, Woj. It was kind of <laughs> as we expected, though. I mean, good news. I guess they, they got Petrus out of there for a little bit. We uh, gave ourselves a bit of a chance. But, hey, we scored 10. We scored 10 against one of the best teams in the nation. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, anyway, sorry uh, to the Rundown Nation. We didn't do a league last week. I couldn't get it going from where I was. But we will get it back up and running again for this week. Uh, they have the DraftKings 13-game main slate. Uh, but I did want to go through the standings through seven weeks of the season so far. I know we do uh, the two prizes. We do average placement, your best eight average placement, best eight weeks, and then your total points, best eight total point weeks. Uh, and right now we've played seven weeks. Uh, not everyone has seven in, but most do. Uh, but I just kind of want to go over the winners of that. And uh, J.M. Doof is destroying both of them uh he is average placement three i'm in second with 3.2 and walrus 67 is in third with 3.4 and jm doof again total points 1081.84 in first walrus 67 is in second with 1067.06 and i'm in third with 1025.90 so still a tight race there anybody's game especially when we start kicking out those uh those bad weeks wall. Yeah, I had a couple of them. Woj. I'm, I'm a little distraught that my name's not up there, but as you mentioned, we're going to kick out some of the bad ones, baby, like a U.S. stock index, get rid of the bad guys. So the number keeps going up when that happens. Woj, I'm going to be on top. Mark my words. Hey, and it figures wall. The week I miss is the week I would have gotten to talk about Lizzie walls team. Your wife's team won last week with a, Big number, Wall. Big number. Well, I, I, that might have been, I don't know if it is, but it might have been one of the biggest numbers we've had in our DraftKings League. It was a big week altogether for that week, but yeah, she 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 wiped the floor with some of us. Yeah, I'm uh, pissed I missed that one, but we got another good week of college football here. We got a good slate, so we should see some, some more big numbers, potentially even breaking record breaking numbers but we'll uh, we'll see a lot of even spreads this week well i don't know if you saw that on the slate so far for this week well I, I, what are you talking about i look at college football lines you think that's something that i'm looking at Woj? <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's talk a little bit about last week's games well syracuse clemson clemson ended up winning 27 to 21 but it was a tight game up until the fourth there wall did you get to watch these games, Woj, down there I, in Tennessee? I, I didn't. I actually listened to this game all the way all the way back. I listened to this game in full on the radio, which was nice. I, I kept flipping back to the Iowa game and then just hearing, well, they fumbled it or they intercepted it. It was bad news. So I just kept flipping it back. So no, I, I was listening to this game for most of the most of the ride back wall. 
I was going to text you because I knew you were down there in Tennessee and let you know, hey, make sure you check out those half channels. They got. If you remember, they got some of those games on that channel, four and a half or seven and a half, whatever it be. But that Syracuse-Clemson game, let me tell you, which 27-21, there's been a lot of talk this week about that game, 21 to 10 at the end of the half. And it's going to surprise you who had that 21. It was Syracuse. They were just taking it to Clemson first half. DJU got taken out, which was the big story of the game. Obviously helped them going forward. On ESPN, you know, they do the college football live. I like to watch that program, Oge. McElroy, he's a guy I like to listen to. I respect him. He gets a little off his gourd sometimes. But he said that, you know, style points shouldn't count. Clemson won the game. And I agree with that 100%, Woj. You and I talk about that all the time. Who wins the game is what matters. But the thing you got to understand about this game is that Syracuse controlled the game. It wasn't really style points, you know. It wasn't Clemson, you know, almost losing the game and coming back at the end and, oh, they won a close one. That's not the way it should be looked at. It should be looked at as Clemson could not control this game. Syracuse controlled the beginning for sure. Even into the third quarter, they were controlling it. So I, I disagree a little bit about this being a good thing for Clemson, especially he mentioned that, you know, they, they had three turnovers and yet they still won the game. Well, a, a good football team, if we're judging who's a good football team is, they don't have three turnovers to start with. So I had a little issue with that, but well, it was a good football game. I know you were listening to it. You didn't get to watch it, but if you were watching, it was real interesting. Yeah. The, uh, and the other thing that's alarming, even though Clemson did win it, I know you're on this, this rant here and it's good is yeah, they sat DJ and they put in Cabe Kalebnik, uh, but, Altogether, they couldn't move the ball in the air, no matter what quarterback was in there. Clemson had 60 rushes for almost 300 yards and three TDs. So they, they were successfully doing it on the ground, but they could not move the ball in the air versus Syracuse. And once you get to the college football playoffs, well, you're going to have to do both. Uh, we've seen that, uh, how bad that could, can turn for teams such as, say, hey, Michigan from last year, Wall. No, you're absolutely right, Will. You got to be, you got to, run the ball to set up the pass. I mean, maybe a Wake Forest is a, a rare exception to that rule, but in general, especially when you get to those playoff games, championship game, you said it accurately. You have to run the ball to establish the pass or at least keep those secondary, that cornerback, the star cornerback of theirs, honest. You know, you don't want him shading in coming at you. If you don't run the football, that's what's going to happen. He's just going to get up in that guy's face, have no respect. And how about this game, Wall? LSU rolls Old Miss 45 to 20. Usually I would have flip-flopped that. I had to double check to make sure that was LSU actually won that game 45 to 20. Jaden Daniels went off Wall. He did, which I mean, if if you were in the DraftKings League last week, which we didn't do, I would assume <laughs> that you would have wanted this guy in your football team, right? He must have scored some points. I w wouldn't have necessarily picked him off the bat, but the dude went 21 for 28 for 240 yards and two TDs in the air. And then when, then was the number one running back on the team, carrying it 23 times for 121 yards and three more TDs. So five TDs on the day, uh, his draft King number was just through the roof. Uh, but yeah, dynamic Daniels. What well, what a day for him. What do you think about that one? Write it down in your notes. Hey, I'm going to use this one. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, I think the key here, I mean, Daniels, yeah, he had a great game. Don't get me wrong. The key was, though, we had an Ole Miss team that was ranked number seven in the nation, right? And we're, we're not talking about, oh, yeah, they're, you know, 10 or 11, 12 ranked team. No, no. This is a team that the pollsters had ranked seven, Woj. 
You know, that, that's six behind the best team in the nation. And they just get trounced by this LSU team, which, you know, they're a good football team. They unfortunately got crushed by Tennessee the one time I needed them to perform this year. And I lost some money on that, but they're a good football team, but they're, they're definitely not a great football team. They're not a football team that beats that number seven in the nation team. Ole Miss, they really had no right to be ranked number seven at all. It's just that SEC bias, unfortunately. But now it comes to, you know, terms and we find out, yeah, they're probably not that good. You know, they're not a bad team that shouldn't be ranked, but they're no number seven team, right, Woj? I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, in other words, let's move to the Big 12 while TCU still remains undefeated, beat K-State 38-28, to Well, Hey, that was something. That was something, Woj. Let me tell you, TCU... <laughs> Keep surprising me. They're undefeated. A lot of people are talking down on them, man. They, they're saying, hey, TCU can't go undefeated the rest of the year. They can't win out. If they do, I don't think there's any question they go to the playoffs. But people in their minds think, hey, this team is going to lose one. And I'm not saying I disagree with that because I just don't know about TCU's defense. And we're always preaching. I shouldn't say we, me, maybe. I'm always preaching about how a defense is so important for a playoff caliber team. And I just question their defense, man. Kansas State put up a good game. Um, I think TCU throughout the season is going to have a little more competition, though, going forward. Uh, agreed. Uh, moving on to the Pac-12 wall. Oregon takes control of the Pac-12, beating UCLA 45-30. Uh, to 30. Bo Nix throws for 300 yards and five TDs. Picks apart that UCLA secondary wall. <laughs> you picked him apart, which I mean, this is, this is a god, right? This is your favorite quarterback in the nation. That we're talking about okay oh hold on let's not get too far there wall he, he was he he shined Woj. and you should see i don't know i should have written him down but his his odds for heisman after that last game they played ucla and they, they just crushed him like you mentioned his odds for heisman went up man he is up there now as one of the front runners it makes sense too with the stats you just threw out there that five touchdown number i mean come on they were up three scores at halftime Woj. oregon was up three scores at halftime if you look at and I don't know if you ever pay attention to it, but ESPN has this win probability on their, on their, you know, game pages for each game. If you look at that win probability for UCLA, starting the first play of the second half, it was under 5%. That's, that's how dominant Oregon was in this football game from the start, man. That's a good football team. I think people are saying this hurts them for the playoffs. I might've thought that before last week. In fact, I probably did. But after watching how good Oregon did, how well they performed against a very good UCLA team, I'm going to take the other side of that and say, hey, Oregon wins out. Man, do they got a good shot at going to the playoffs if we can leave politics aside. Yeah, uh, I would agree. The Pac-12 has played well this year. And we even I think we hinted on that earlier in the season, how the Pac-12 is a different, different beast and different animal this year. Uh, a lot of better teams there. Uh, a lot of upgraded teams. Uh, moving on to this week's games wall right off the bat, which I guess is unfortunate for Penn state that it's at 11 AM, but we have the number two Ohio state at number 13 Penn state at 11 AM on Fox wall. Yeah. They're, they already used their whiteout woge. They just, yeah. they're, they're, they're sacrificing this game and they're like, eh, enough of this minus 15 and a half Ohio state over under a 61 woge. You're talking about a Penn state team plus four ninety. You want, to bet $100, you are making $490 in profit if you take the Nittany Lions and they win outright. Are you doing that, Woj? Are you taking that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No, Penn State, 
given they played a lot better, a lot better, especially against the run against Minnesota last week than they did against Michigan. However, uh, this is an Ohio State team that's in lines with Michigan with offensive power, if not more powerful than Michigan offensively. And they're going to they're going to see what Michigan saw and, and pick them apart. Uh, Penn State still is struggling to control the ball on the ground and you can't win games if you're, if you're struggling to do that, especially in the big 10. Uh, so I, I, I fully believe Ohio state wins this game. 15 and a half is a lot, uh, but I, I don't see it out of the question. Well, all right. Welcome back. Woj. Welcome. Let me tell you how wrong you were. Welcome back, buddy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say, yeah, I think Penn State's going to win this football game. A, a plus 490 team come out there and tell you that. No, that's, that's not going to happen with me. But I will say, I think Penn State has a better shot at this one, Woj, than you are giving them credit for. I, let's jump on Ohio State. CJ Stroud, 2,000 yards passing. That is <laughs> 2,000 yards passing, Woj. What is that on seven games? I mean, that's incredible. Yes, that's a great quarterback right there. I don't know if I'd take him, him or Hendon Hooker on my team. Actually, I'll pose that question to you, Woj. Who would you take, him or Hendon Hooker on your team? Hendon Hooker. Really? Over Stroud? That's easy. By a landslide. I'm not talking about fantasy or anything like that. I'm talking about – No, no, no. I, I, by a landslide, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to jump down your throat on that and disagree. But I, I do think that Stroud is a great quarterback, and he might – in the NFL draft, he might – pose a threat to hooker but we'll, we'll see if hooker even goes out but i mean over 2,000 yards passing less than one sack a game though so he's getting time his offensive line is getting time you can given him time you can say maybe it's the other defenses they're playing that's not getting to him but i don't know about that they're no michigan offensive line who's somebody that i've been hammering on since the season started i think they're the best offensive line in the country which is why they're a good football team but penn or ohio state they have a good offensive line in their own right especially looking at that less than one sack a game this is why I think Penn State, though, Woj, I don't want to count them out, man. They, they have to feel disrespected, Woj. All week, I hear there's two teams in the Big Ten that could be in the playoffs, right? That's all you've <laughs> yeah, been hearing, probably. Yeah. yeah. And if you're Penn State thinking, like, we've lost one game to Michigan, who's a phenomenal football team. I don't care what other people say. You know, they're undefeated. And that's the only game they've lost. How can you not feel disrespected as a football team? I mean, you, you have to. you got to be wanting to go out there and prove yourselves beating this Ohio State team while Georgia's oh, ranked you, number. Go ahead. You, you can be disrespected all you want. It doesn't mean that you're going to be able to keep up with this Ohio State team. I, it just They're just – you, you can feel disrespected. You can feel battered or beaten. But when Vanderbilt steps into Alabama, I mean, it's just that's just not going to happen, right? And I feel like obviously this isn't to that level, but – I mean, Penn State is is not the Penn State we've known from years past, even though they did just beat up on Minnesota. This is an Ohio State team, which I think is better than it has been in the last couple of years, even with C.J. Stroud, who you talk about, who I don't think is even that great of a quarterback, to be honest. I think he just <laughs> has – I think he has – better tools around him than they've had for years. His They have two all-star running backs. They have four four wide receivers that can all go to the draft. That's after coming off of a year where they sent two in the first round ball. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're putting in the water down there in Tennessee. If you, if you don't think CJ Stroud <laughs> is a good quarterback, you're insane, man. They, they got some insane juice in that Tennessee water you've been drinking over the week. I, I don't know. I, I just want to say that 
if you have a good football team, I don't, hey, they're ranked number 13th in the nation, Monk. Number 13th in the nation. If you have a good football team that is out to prove themselves at home, playing one of their biggest rivals on a yearly basis, I just think there's a little more giddy up, Woj. And I think they're going to come out ready to play this Ohio State team. I 100% guarantee this is the biggest test, whether the score says it or not. This is the biggest test Ohio State has had to date. So I just think that Penn State, they're a little underappreciated. I think they're going to be pissed about it. I think they're going to come out and show why they deserve to be in that conversation. Well, uh, it's going to be a good game to watch. I'm excited to to see how Penn State kind of steps up there. Uh, big noon kickoff, I'm sure, is going to have a lot of stuff coming up to that game. Uh, I don't watch that program all that much, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure they're going to have a, a full slot of what's going on with Ohio State and Penn State. But, well, I'm going to sprinkle in a little DFS here. We're going to start off with some quarterbacks. Is that, am, are you good with that? You, you, you're okay with this? I mean, it's acceptable, Woj. It's acceptable. All right. All right. I, I, I had a week off, so I, you know, I got to stretch. I got to get uh, got to go crack the bones there. I got to get ready here. Garrett Schrader, Wall, he played awesome last week versus Clemson. Did he not? Well, first half, yes. I, second half, I, did, I don't I actually okay. didn't watch. Well, yeah, second, second half, Syracuse became Syracuse. Clemson became Clemson. It was in the fourth <laughs> quarter, really. Uh, but nevertheless, he's a dual-threat quarterback. He's 5,900. So if you want to save some dough at quarterback, which you can this week, Garrett Trader's an awesome, awesome pick. He's consistent. He's only had one game with less than 22.5 points, uh, and he's playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame hasn't been great this year. The D hasn't been great. They've been given quarterbacks a lot of DFS numbers in the 20s. So this is right up his alley to keep his consistency going great cash game pick and a great possible tournament pick with him being only 59. I, people might overshadow it. They might think last week was a fluke, but he's consistent numbers. Notre Dame's not very good and Syracuse is looking pretty solid. So I'm taking Garrett Trader this week. Well, Hey, well, I don't mind that baby. We got the master back. We know how to make some money now. Well, I'm glad you're back. His story did not hold that down that seat for you. He would have never said Mr. Schrader as your QB one. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got another game. We got Florida at the number one Georgia Bulldogs, 2.30 p.m. on CBS wall. They have reclaimed that number one spot, which I alluded to it before. They are now back up there. Sit down, Ohio State. The Bulldogs are now in the top spot. This game, Florida, Florida, <laughs> Florida, Florida plus 22 and a half over under a 56 and a half. Whoa, if you bet a dime on the Gators, you're going to have enough money to buy a small Kia. Whoa, you're making 14K on a dime bet for the Gators. Why are we talking about this game? Woj? I'll let you answer that question since I'm the one that wanted to talk about it. Only makes well, sense. Listen, while Georgia hasn't been playing that well. I mean, if I was a betting man, I'd bet the spread here. But if I was a real big betting man and I had a problem, I'd definitely put some that dime down on Florida, Walt, to win this game <laughs> because uh, I'd want to win some cash. Georgia hasn't been playing that well. They got now they're number one because they just beat another ranked team. But it wasn't it wasn't I don't know. I don't know about this Georgia team. I definitely don't know about Florida. Neither should anybody. But. It's just one of those games that could be tricky. It feels tricky. Tennessee's on the verge of becoming uh, the king of the crop in that division. 
I, I, this is a scary one. So maybe I will put a little bit of dough down. I don't think it's going to be a dime. <laughs> well, if I was a gambling man, I'd say you're not betting dime on the Gators to win this one. But I, I asked you the question, why are we talking about this one, Mojo? I was hoping you would get the answer. I was going to give you one or two answers. One. World's largest cocktail party, Woj. You yes, know that. that is. Oh, yes, the, the Florida Georgia line. This is this is it. This is it, baby. We remember we started this podcast. I don't know how long ago, 12, 14 years, however long goes. We were on YouTube. We used to always talk about this game, didn't we, Woj? It was a big we, one. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And not not so much lately. The, the rivalry sucks kinda, now. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. They don't got Spurry over there anymore. I, I they were good though. They weren't bad. I guess it's just one of the teams is usually blowing out the other one, which kind of throws a knife in the rivalry but that was one of the answers i was going to give you the other one is a is a look ahead game Woj. you should have got that man you should have got that this is a look ahead game for georgia maybe i'm not betting against the number one team in the nation i'm not betting against the georgia bulldogs i don't care what the ap poll has them ranked but i do want to watch this football game and see how it goes you said we don't know much about florida Woj. that's what you just told me that's what you told the people on the rundown week one we saw them against utah they were in the swamp but they beat that Utes team, a good football team. Again, I think that could have gone either way on a neutral field. I think Utah probably wins that. But nonetheless, Florida came away with the win, and we're always saying you need a win. Good football teams win football games. Georgia, Woj, they have been digressing, I guess. But the last two games, you know, I, I'm sure you're referring to that Kent State and that Missouri game when you're talking about them, right? Regressing? Yes, yes. Well, the last two, though, Woj, they beat Auburn 42 to 10 and Vandy 55 to nothing. They blanked them, which yeah, I get it. Vandy's not a great team. But if you look at the stat lines or the, the box score for that game, first quarter, zero Vandy, 14 Georgia. Second quarter, zero Vandy, 14 Georgia. Third quarter, six Georgia, zero Vandy. Fourth quarter, zero Vandy, 21 Georgia. Well, you could flip that one around and really it's 14, 14, 14, 14 because in the third quarter, they actually started the drive that scored in the fourth. So really what I'm trying to get across is they are a consistent football team. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, good football teams control the football game. That box score right there, whether you watch the game or not, it shows you that Georgia controlled that football game. Their defense was back. There were, I get it. There were questions about how good their defense was after Kent State, after Missouri, I don't think there's any questions anymore, Woj. I mean, they blanked them. What's your counter-argument to that? My counter-argument to that is Tennessee's getting 11 and a half next week. <laughs> well, are we betting this now or no? Well, Woj, I, this is, I guess we could jump right into that. I mean, that's the game everybody's going to be talking about next week, right, is that Tennessee-Georgia game. It's going to be a big game. Don't get me wrong. The time is to be decided, but it's definitely next Saturday, right? So it, we'll watch this is. game. We'll see how it progresses. We'll see what comes out of it. I hope Georgia loses, Woj, because you mentioned that – I don't know how you got that number either. Are you, are you getting that good at handicapping, Woj? Because you're probably right around that number. I, I think it'll probably I just, be – I just looked it up on Sports Betting Info. It's 11 and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, the SBI's got it up there already. That, that's good because, yeah, my system has them probably 80% win probability, which puts them at minus 400. So probably anything above minus 300, I'll be jumping on the open if we can get that with Georgia. I don't know if it'll happen. As far as the spread, like you just mentioned, I mean, if that's what they have, I'll believe that number. I think it probably comes in a little under that, maybe 10, 10 and a half, but anything under 10, you know, I'm hammering that line. That's for sure. This game though, which I think it's worth watching. You know, I don't, I don't think that we ourselves should 
have a look ahead game in this one. I think we should watch it. I mean, it's the world's largest cocktail party. Let's get our cocktails ready, Woj, and watch it, baby. All right, let's do it. I'm all in. All right, let's take another little break here, Wall, from the games from this week. Let's talk about some more DFS. Let's talk about some running backs. And this one is uh, this one's going to be good. Uh, I, I, there's basically four running backs. And if you don't have one of these four, you're doing something wrong this week. And you possibly could have two of the four or three of the four in your lineup and be, uh, be a okay with me. But you have Raheem Sanders, the running back from Arkansas, 6,900. He's kind of been a staple on the rundown this year. We've talked about him a ton. We've picked him a ton. Uh, he's been really good. I think there's been like five winners so far this season with him on his on their roster. So uh, obviously he's doing something right for everybody. Uh, he's averaging 26.8 points per game. He's a little bit more expensive than what we're used to seeing him at. We're used to seeing him at the 6,300, 6,500. Uh, but he is tied with Chase Brown from Illinois and only 0.7 back from Mohamed Ibrahim from uh, average points per game uh, out of anybody in the slate. And there's still some more expensive guys up there, Eric Gray from Oklahoma, but uh, we're not even going to talk about him. He's, he's not important here. Uh, Sanders and Brown playing two of the worst rushing Ds on the slate, whereas Rutgers, is, is who is averaging opponents – under 100 yards in the game, did just get beat up by Ohio State, destroyed on the ground. And that's who Minnesota's playing. So you're talking about two of the worst rushing Ds. Then you're talking about a team that is really good against the rush, but gets destroyed versus good teams with good rushing running backs. Uh, so I think Mohamed Ireham is going to fall under the radar this week, especially for tournament picks. He's only 7,300. Chase Brown, 75, and Raheem Jarrett. Raheem Sanders is 69. So there is a roster out there that possibly has all three of them in it and wins. Uh, so that, that's going to be interesting. There's one, one other guy here, Wall, and it's a Horned Frog, TCU. Those boys, they're good. Kendra Miller, 6,300 is the biggest steal you can get this week in DraftKings. Uh, he is insane. Biggest bargain bin. Uh, biggest steal. Other than, uh, we'll say this, Florida State, the Florida State Seminoles. Okay. If you pick some of their backfield and they do really well, then maybe you could get a better, a better bargain bin there. Uh, they're slated to score 35.50 versus Georgia Tech's 11.50. So that might be a possibility, but that, that that's, you can't predict that. So we can predict Kendry Miller doing good. Uh, if there's anything in this season, you're not supposed to do in DraftKings, it's bunt a running back and we're not going to bunt it at all this season. You're going to pick one of these guys and you're going to, produce while he is uh he's he's a powerhouse and all of all four of those guys are powerhouses as well no, no small ball for Woj with the running backs I would you're going for the fences go for the fences or nothing we're going for the fences but though those are those are reasonable salaries for the fences too while you can you can get your max duggins you can get your cj strouds uh if you if you buy into those guys even if you buy into three of them so I don't see a downside here at all. Those guys are going to be the guys for this weekend. Well, well, I, I, the downside I see is you don't have a, a spot in that roster for Mr. Charbonnet who's going to go oh, that Stanford okay. defense. I'm that one's probably not even on the Slater. It's not, but yeah. I, I definitely would put Charbonnet on there. He's a, he's, he's a rundown boy, just like uh, Sanders is, is becoming a rundown boy. For sure. And he's playing that Stanford team, which, you know, that's a team you got to like to fade. So that was the only thing I didn't see, but I guess he's not on the slate. 
they're not going to let me pay extra to get them on there. Woj. it just it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Just nah. like they don't have defenses. It's, 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 it's a travesty. Well, well you let me know when that changes. Speaking of defenses, a team, either of these teams, you wouldn't want them on your DraftKings anyways if they did a defense. That's uh, number 10, Wake Forest at Louisville, 2.30 p.m. on ACC Network Wall. Well, you're talking about a, a game where Louisville is the better of the two defenses. So <laughs> I, I agree with you 100%, Woj. I, I, I like what you're putting down there. But as far as the line is, baby, let me paint that picture, Woj. Minus three and a half Wake Forest. Over under of 64, Louisville plus 150. Now you got Woj telling you, hey, there's no defenses. That's 64 number, Woj. That's not, you know, it's not a 70 number. Is that something you're looking at? It's not a 70 number. Wake Forest, TCU is a 70 number. That's why I really, really like that Kendra Miller pick. But uh, it's going to be a tight game. I, I think it goes over well. I mean, it's Wake Forest, Louisville. I mean, you just bet the overs, right? That's just what you do. Hey, well, you're the man when it comes to that. I will say it's West Virginia TCU, though. I think that was a slip of the that's, tongue that's for you. What I meant. Yeah, sorry but about that. This game right here, let me let me tell you, the reason we're talking about Woj, I, every week I'm looking through the lines, you know that, even though I said before I wasn't, I, it was a little little, tale, little uh, lie there, Woj. I, I do look through these lines, let me tell you. And this one was the surprise of the week, which I couldn't believe. It was Wake Forest minus three and a half. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. Again, going against this Louisville team that just has, has shown me nothing all year, it, it threw me off. So I wanted to look into the game. What, what am I missing? You know, when, when you're that far off, you, you gotta, as a sports gambler, as a wager, you gotta look into it and be like, what am I missing? Because Vegas, you know, the lines makers, they don't get it that wrong. In my head, I'm thinking this should be a touchdown game. So looking through things, you know, I, I still can't figure it out, Woj. Did, did you flip a coin? Do you have the right coin for this kind of game, for the, the Wake Forest flip flip a coin game? Well, <laughs> maybe. I guess that could be a mentality that they're going with, Woj, right here now. You know, that the ESPN matchup predictor actually has Louisville favored to win. So maybe they're just saying this is going to be a coin flip game. We're going to give Louisville a little bit of an edge. I, I, don't, I don't know. Wake Forest, a team, they're getting 438 yards a game and averaging 41 points. Louisville, 419 yards a game, averaging 27 points. You know, they're a little more balanced with their offense. They're running the football a little more than, you know, Mr. Hartman over there. Maybe he's not playing, Woj, and we don't know. Maybe that's the reason for the line. <laughs> that could be. I, I, yeah, that would drop it down a bit, I would assume. So I, I can't figure it out. I went on Sports Betting Intel. You know, they have even value at the open at minus 178 on Wake. Bet down to minus 190 by the Sharps right away. Quick, like that, Woj. Even value then went all the way back up to minus 159 now. Incredible move, Woj. I don't know what's going on in this game. There must be some news that we don't know about or we can't find out about. Find out about. I really want to hammer this game. The reason I'll probably stay away, though, is we got a home dog, right? Louisville is the home dog. We got a tight spread as it sits right now, minus three and a half. We have, in my opinion, an overranked Wake Forest. They shouldn't be ranked number 10 in the nation, in my opinion. So. That causes a little bit of concern. When you put all these things together, I'll probably just stay away from this one. But, you know, it's something that rings a bell, Woj. Did it not ring a bell for you when you it saw did. what I put the line? It did. And I think the odds makers are just scared of Wake Forest and that defense just giving up a ton of points to Malik Cunningham in Louisville. I mean, especially even being at home, maybe they gave him a little bit more of an edge. So I like the over more than anything this game while at 64. I think it. I, I, both of these are pretty explosive offenses. Louisville's been a little, a little roller coaster ride in that 
in terms of just playing this year, but this is one of those games where they can just both teams can just showcase offense. So uh, I, I do like the over possibly on that at 64. Well, Woods, let me tell you, let me tell you how I'm going to play. If, if I'm going to do something, I haven't decided yet for sure. I'm going to see where this line ends up, but if I am going to do something, I, I don't care about that three and a half number. I'm going to go to an alternate, take Wake Forest at minus six and a half. If I go to our partners, SB Intel sports betting, intel.com, they're showing the best book for that at plus 128 Woj. So I'm going to take them minus six and a half at plus 128 on Barstool or Bet Rivers, both the same line. And then I'll probably look at that minus 12 and a half, just thinking, you know, if I'm right, this Wake Forest team is much better. Why do I care about that three and a half? I think they're going to win by much more than that. Might as well go to these alts at minus 12 and a half. SBI has the, the best book at plus 245. Woj. You bet a hundo, you're getting 245 back if they cover that 12 and a half number. I mean, it's no Kia, but it, it's some good money, no? Yeah, that's good money. It's good money. As far as some DraftKings in this wall, I mean, either Malik Cunningham or Sam Hartman, take your pick. Both of them can produce numbers. Both of them are kind of, well, Sam Hartman, not as much as Malik Cunningham, but Malik Cunningham's that that dual threat quarterback, so he can get some more points possibly on, on the ground. I actually like him better than Sam Hartman in this, but uh, especially being $900 cheaper at only 8000 so. Uh, just some some food for thought there for DraftKings guys looking for that other quarterback other than Garrett Trader. Hey, well, you're, you're giving the people what they want. <laughs> A couple other wide receivers. I just want to pit pin out there because we haven't talked about them yet. Malik Knowles, the wide receiver for Kansas State. He's only 4,500. You also could pick up Cade Warner, who's 3,600, or Phil Brooks, who's 4,800. They're all workhorses. Uh, Knowles has been a little bit more consistent uh throughout the year that's why i want to pick them they are playing oklahoma state so it's going to be a shootout currently oklahoma state is 128th in points per game given to wide receivers in ncaa football uh which is not a good number to be that's actually below michigan state if you can believe that and uh, <laughs> but all three, all three wide receivers are capable, uh, take your pick, but that's a cheap wide receiver pick for some easy numbers there, especially cash game with the, with the consistency Knowles puts up. And then Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa state wall. Yeah. I said at Iowa state, the wide receiver 7,900. We've talked about him multiple times in this. Uh, this is a solid consistent play. He's had one game under 20 DFS points in the season. He always gets in the, the upper twenties to mid thirties. Uh, he's a, he's a solid pick wall to pick any week. There's a reason he's 7,900 this week. Yeah. There's a reason we talk about him every week. You're a huge Iowa state fan. And the oh, man come, plays on, for Iowa come state. on, come on, <laughs> come on. I like what you're saying. It looks like you got one bunt there and one you're going for maybe, a, maybe add extra base with a double with Hutchinson, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, you ended up winning last week. You had a Penn State minus 4.5 in the Wojan Wall pick. And Story continues to be undefeated with the Buffalo plus 7.5. I think they won by a lot more than that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, impressive record for Story. We'll have to get him on more because he's going to have to lose at some point. But our fans are just loving that. They are, Woj. I mean, I, we get messages every week he's on the program like, hey, get this guy back. You know, when you don't lose, uh, how can you fault the guy, right? He's like that Georgia football team. They, they haven't lost a game. So, <laughs> All right, Wall, who's your pick this week? You're four and four so far in the season. Yeah, I don't like being behind you, Woj. I don't like trailing you in this. It really upsets me, makes me angry. So I got to go out to the Pac-12. I got to represent. I talked to the real Jay-Z this week. I was like, hey, Mr. Real Jay-Z, we need a Pac-12 pick. Who are you thinking? He gave me a couple ideas. 
USC was his main one, looked into it. Well, I'm taking USC minus 15. They're Ooh. playing an Arizona football team. They're going to beat them. I'm going high. I'm going with the favorite USC minus 15. Well, big number with the off our explosive offense over there with USC. I kind of like it. While you had just talked about with the Wake Forest Louisville, you kind of looked at it at the game and you scratched your head and, and thought, why is the line like that? Well, Arkansas minus three and a half to Auburn. Uh, okay. Thank you very much. Bookmakers. I'm taking Arkansas minus three and a half. I might even alt that higher wall. Yeah. How high are you going to alt it? I'm just curious. Um, uh, uh, well, let's say six and a half would be reasonable, but I don't mind taking maybe like a nine, a nine and a half on that. Just giving a little juice there for that touchdown, a field goal, uh, getting that extra cash in the pocket, but three and a half wall. That's an easy pick. Arkansas. I'm four, two and one. I'll be five, two and one next week. Well, I love it. Well, you should really take that alternate at 29. Maybe they'll pull a Penn State where they just crush Auburn, that type of game. I don't know. I like your pick, Woj. I'm going to put money on it. Always have for this year anyways. <laughs> Can't say every time in the past before that. But for this year, I put money on every one of yours. Hey, Woj, you made me a winner so far. So I'll take those alts. I'll take the main line. Let's go, baby. Let's get some money. Let's get some money. And to maximize your money, make sure you're checking out Sports Betting Intel. They're our partner. They're awesome. They're cool. Uh, you heard story on here last week talking about it. Uh, if you sign up for that website, make sure to use code rundown helps us out uh, and it'll help you make some money. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.